Hey, welcome to Red Gate and Wolf. We are an actual play monster of the week podcast. I am your host and keeper, Sarah, and joining me today is Sean. Hi, I'm Sean, and I play Angus McCree, the monstrous. And my current favorite player, Celeste. Oh, what have I done to earn such an honor? You're not Sean. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, hello, my name is Celeste, and I play Marie Redgate, the crooked. When last we met our half-witted heroes, eavesdropped on Joel in a pregnant meadow, and they heard that the latter wasn't human. With the burning desire to know exactly what Meadow is, they broke into the library and researched her possible species. On their way back to the tavern, Marie spotted someone she thought was dead. Following him led to a dead end. The pair went to bed, separately, and the next morning woke up to find out that now not only were they married to each other, but somehow also been transported back in time. We pick up with Angus having just told Marie that the new millennium will be soon upon them. Huh. That's, uh... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, that's not what year it was uh, yesterday, right? <laughs> Angus just looks at Marie kind of oddly. Uh, no. It was 2021, last I checked. Something very odd is going on. Yeah, I, I would say, um... I would say that's pretty strange, yeah. Well, you're finally starting to come around now. What do you think I just missed this newspaper in here to put the wrong date on there? Look, I just woke up. There were rings on the fingers. What was I supposed to think? Marie, I have no idea what's going on in your head, that's for sure. But I imagine it's a very frightening place. That brings us to a new problem of how do we get back to the time that we were in? That's a fair question. I don't know. However, the stranger thing is here is how... This town has a different name, and everything has a different name in town. I wonder if the same people are here, like the sheriff, who might be able to help us given his profession, or we might have to backtrack our steps from last night, perhaps as a clue that. The priest guy did say that they changed the name not too long ago from when we were there, but I I guess we could check with the sheriff. Maybe he's not a sheriff yet. Let's go to the sheriff. Let's go to the police area. Hi. Let's go, sweetie. We'll see the sheriff. Oh, she scowls at you. It seems pretty quiet. There's only one cruiser parked in the car park. You head on in. Unlike your previous visits to the sheriff's office, there is nothing separating the waiting area from the bull pit with the staff work there's just one desk in between um where the sheriff's office uh was to us is there still the sheriff's office yeah what is the name on the door the name on the door is hang on let me get a name oh so not sheriff winters then (laughs) no it's definitely not sheriff winters ah shit sheriff whitehall is there anyone in the main area of the sheriff's office? There seems to be some aboard deputy sitting at his desk in the bull pit. He's busy working. He hasn't noticed you yet. Is there anything else that we can see from the main area? Any other name plates, desk markings, pictures on the wall of deputies, so on and so forth? 
You see the nameplate deputy winners at the desk of the man that is currently working. Angus kind of nudges Marie with an elbow and kind of nods towards the manned desk. Uh, Marie will just sigh deeply, take Angus's arm, and start leading him over to the desk. The young man looks up. He looks to be in his early 30s. Dark brown hair. Smiles at you. And he says, Hello. How can I help you? Hi. I don't know if you heard. We're new in town. Uh, in the honeymoon suite at the um, the Springfield Tavern. Oh, no. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. You know, we were just wondering about, you know, the town and, like, the crime rates. We're thinking of somewhere to settle down and... Just want to find somewhere nice. Ah. And he kind of leans back in his chair, pulls out a packet of cigarettes, shakes one out, lights up, offers you the packet. Oh, no, she can't. You see, she's pregnant. Oh, oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. And he kind of breathes out to the side away from you guys, holds the cigarette at arm's length. Um, well, not much crime, really been pretty quiet the last couple of months, you know. Hi. That's great to hear. Um, were there any other occurrences? Maybe not crime necessarily, but um, anything sort of like hard to explain? Anything like that? Kind of frowns. Um, I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. Is are you like into the X Files things? Well, I mean, and Marie's going to look up at Angus, indicating for him to continue the conversation. Oh, what my darling wife means is, you know, we're looking for a place to settle down. You hear all sorts of weird things sometimes about country towns and odd happenings like uh, animal attacks and things like that. She's from the city, and you see she's starting to show, and uh, she's just, you know, wants to be protective. Uh... Right, and he instantly looks at Marie's stomach. So many layers. <laughs> Are you guys trying to manipulate him into spilling the beans into whether or not he knows about the supernatural or the unnatural? Yes. <laughs> Very poorly. Manipulate one of you. You can one of you can help out if need be, but totally manipulate. I will roll first. Yes, please. And then you can keep the spill about the wood. We know so much about his wood. That's an 11. Whoa, whoa. What? What is an 11? Okay, you guys haven't exactly been blatant enough yet with telling him exactly what it is you wanted to spill about, so I'll give you the opportunity to do that now, and yeah. You know, Deputy, there's just so many, I guess they're old wives' tales about, you know, like the boogeyman and, you know, werewolves, vampires, those sort of things. Just want to make sure that there's nothing, nothing like that anywhere, you know? Oh, whoa, 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 shh, shh. We can't talk about these things uh, here. I'll, I'll tell you what, if you could meet me at the library tonight, we can, um, we can talk about that. Oh, of course, the library. Uh, where is that name? And he gives you the same address that, you know, where the library's always been. Aye, sure we'll meet you there. We appreciate your time, Deputy. Yeah, in the meantime, don't go saying anything about those things to anyone in public. Oh, no. 
We wouldn't want people thinking we're crazy or anything like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Is there anything, I don't know, I don't want to say obvious, but untoward or obviously occultic or anything about his desk? Papers, books, drawings, designs, inscriptions, things carved into the wood on the desk. Is there frickin' salt around his desk, anything like that that we see? You do see some kind of carving on the leg of his desk, um, which you would recognize from your time dealing with monsters and the occult-type stuff, that it is a protection rune. But otherwise, the only other obvious evidence that he knows about these things is the fact that he keeps worriedly looking over his shoulder and has started chain-smoking. Pregnant woman be damned. Uh, before we leave his office, um, I want to ask him something else. This will be good. You shush. Uh, I know there's a church, you know, like, across the way here somewhere. Um, do you remind me who's uh, running it? Um, yeah, yeah, that would, that would be um, uh, Father Gideon. Man, he gets around. I find his Bibles everywhere. All right, well, we will leave you to your uh, thoughts and uh, do some more sightseeing. Okay, cool. Hi. Tonight at the library, uh, after it's closed, just, just go to the back door and knock. If only it were that easy for walking away. All right, you guys want to do anything else? Should we wander around town and see what else is different? See if Joel's canic shop is present, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I doubt... Anything will be the same. And the people that we were talking to in the present day were probably like early to late 20s-ish. that sound about right, Sarah? I think um, Joel was probably uh, maybe 30. Still, he'd be way too young to be running a, a business of any kind in the year 1999. I mean, by human standards, yes. We never... Found out if he wasn't human, though. We know Meadow's not human. Oh, should we ask around for her? What if that's weird? What if we we can go to the library now during the day and look for, like, birth records and such? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. We shall head over to the library now and look for birth records and such. You head to the library. We use the front door. You use the front door? Ah, it makes a change. So you guys walk in, there's advertisements in the library, posters for, like, Harry Potter and, you know, cool kids read. And there's a a woman in her, I'd say, mid-40s sitting behind the main desk. She's manually checking books back into the library. Real. Nudge Angus forward. Oh, pardon me, ma'am. Oh, hello, yes. Hi, my wife here. We're doing a research paper for actually students from a local college, university. Oh, and she looks a little bit disappointed as soon as you say wife. Oh, it's a, it's a genealogy paper that we're studying on. We'd like to know if there's any uh, 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 vital records here in the town of Springfield. Oh, of course. Um, you could check uh, that information on the microfiche. Oh, aye, the microfish, aye. 
And she gets up and leads the two of you over to where the computers used to be in present time for you guys. There's now a, a couple of microfiche set up. Angus kind of looks at Marie. Celeste, do you actually know what those are, by the way? I believe so. I didn't know their name, but I, I recognize them. I had to look them up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm afraid we haven't upgraded yet to those computers. Not quite in the budget, but maybe with the new mayor, we might be able to allocate more money for funding. Oh, aye. Computers. Fancy they are. I must prefer putting my nose to the book. So much more satisfying putting the book in the hand. Oh, man after my own heart. Aye. You're having a change of mayors, yes, sir? Oh, just a few months ago, the newly elected mayor, yes. Aye. And she says... Oh, yes, quite quite a charming, charismatic fellow. Quite attractive for a man in his 60s. Oh, uh, what, what's his name? We're new here, you see. Oh, Travis Merritt. Oh, that's a nice name, for sure. Will we appreciate your assistance, uh, Ms... Oh, just call me Mavis, dear. Oh, we appreciate your assistance, Ms Mavis. Oh, oh, yes, sorry. I've got some books to check back in. And she leaves you to it. Angus, I have no idea how to use these. I, I, I've only used them once or twice. It's a bit more my speed, though, other than the computers. I'm assuming there's like a box or shelf categorized with different microfilms. Yep. Angus will go over to it and kind of look down for bin, box, cubby, etc. for vital statistics. Sure. Oh, Marie. What was, what was the last name? Oh, ah, uh, two, oh, oh, I am, I am, let me uh, just check my, my brain files. Um, Is that an out of character asking the keeper question? I didn't, I didn't write down last names, aside from Sheriff Winters. No one has said either Meadow or Joel's last name. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Go ahead and answer me. Ah, uh, you know, I never really got a last name from either of them. Um, but, I mean, you were, you were pretty close with Joel, so like, you must know his last name, right? No, I can't say that I ever caught it. With a town this small, file shouldn't be that large. Meadow, at the very least, is a pretty unique name. Are there numerous bins in a cubby? I mean... Yeah, yeah, there's, there's what you would expect to find there in a small fictional town of Springfield. That's very helpful, thank you. Angus kind of thumbs through, grabs a random one from ten years ago, and goes over to the microfish, and sits down, inserts it, and begins to scroll through. So you're just looking for Joel or Meadow, is that right? Yep. Okay, I'm not going to make you investigate this, but you eventually come across the birth of one Joel Henderson from 10 years ago. Parents, Sasha, and not listed for the father, Henderson. You continue scrolling around forward a few years, backward a few years, and you are unable to find any record of Meadow. Well, only thing I found was a Joel Henderson about 10 years ago. He's got a mother listed, but no father. Uh, I think um, 
Deputy Mater said that he was related to Meadow. Let's try it. Is there anything under, like, Mater? I can find Luke. I scroll through and look for a Chad Mater. Chad, right? Chad? What? There's no Chad Mater. There is a Craig Mater. Craig, yeah. <laughs> One year older than Joel. And his parents are Philippa and Peter Mater. Philippa. Gotcha. Anything else? Are there any addresses listed? Would there be addresses listed on this kind of publicly available information? Do you want me to lie to you, or...? You can look up their address information in the telephone book. We do so. Okay, you're able to find the address of the the Mata residence and the Henderson residence. What are you going to do with that? I don't, I don't know if we should actually be going to see them. What are we going to say to the parents? Like, hey, we knew your kid when they grow up. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't sound right. Are you new to this, buddy? Obviously, we're not going to go talk to the parents. But if we know where they live, we can go look at them and see if Joel is the same Joel that we knew, at least, you know, several years younger, obviously. But perhaps there's a sister, Meadow, hidden away somewhere that we don't, that's not listed here. Or, given this, there's no father listed for Joel, we continue our research paper, little quotation marks, about genealogy in Springfield. And see if we can't dig something up. First of all, are you not new to this whole, like, time travel thing? Like, has this happened to you before? Why did you sound so judgmental? I was talking about investigating, finding out what the link is here. Real off-topic question. When did you start working for uh, Ephraim? It's like, you're pretty old, right? How old are you? How old were you now? But not now, but like then? I don't, I don't like this. I've worked for Mr. Ephraim for a number of years. Okay, but like, would you be working for him now? Or would this be like a future thing? But like still in the past from where we're supposed to be. What? When did you start working for Mr. Ephraim? Like what, what year, roughly? Or exactly, if you remember that far back? Oh dear, forgetting. Well, that's I don't know that far back. Oh, it's 1999. I'll probably still be working for him. Do you think maybe we should, like, should give him a call? Maybe there's some sort of readings that he could do on this for time rifts? I don't know. Why? Let's use your same logic. How about talking to the parents of these kids? Oh yeah, we're from the future. We somehow are back here in 1999. By the way, I'm Angus the werewolf. You think maybe that might raise a couple of red flags? Perhaps we would then end up coming back over here, or at least I would, to hunt myself. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Well, look, I just started working for him. I don't know how, like, open to this stuff he is. I figure in his line of work, maybe he'll be understanding of this stuff. Ugh, Mary, I don't know if you have a thin glass of his kind of work, but I can assure you, it's probably not a good idea. I think we may be on our own for this right now. Alright. Well, I guess we'll go to the house of some kids that we know as adults in the future, because that, that's normal. As I said, we have two different approaches here. We can simply watch, or we can lie. I had that same line of thought. Not love. I don't love it. 
I don't love that thought. You'll have to say it out loud if you want the audience to hear it. That's why Craig is so enamored with Marie. He saw her as a vision from the past. He remembers her as an angel with dark hair that visited and then murdered his family. Whoa, maybe stole from his family, but like, murder them? That's a bit far. Take a couple things? That may probably. Uh, on our way to these residential areas, I'm assuming there are payphones around? Yeah, lots of payphones. Yeah, can can we like slip out of sight and use a payphone? How are you going to stealth? I don't fully know. I hadn't quite got to that part of the plan yet. Tell us how you split the party. Can I just like throw a stick and have Angus chase it? Like, is that how that works? You want to manipulate him with a stick? You could try it. Wait, what? I know Angus loves a good stick. <laughs> a big one. Big stick. Keep him occupied for hours. Yeah, shake it up. Make sure he's interested. Um, My goodness. Celeste. <laughs> hey, Angus. Uh, maybe I should go to the Mater's place and you can go to whatever the hell Joel's last name was again. By the Hendersons. Do you think it's such a good idea to split up, though? I mean, is it a bad idea to split up? Well, I, I don't know. Just don't do anything rash. If we're really in the past, anything we do can have a direct effect on our future. Yeah, you know me better than that. I, I wouldn't do anything like that. I, that's what I'm worried about. Anyways, I'll um, meet up with you later. Walk down a random street and just first phone booth I see quickly duck in there. And I shall call uh, Mr. Ephraim. Okay, you have to put in the prerequisite amount of money. But the cool knicks. Hello? Who is this? Hi, I am calling in an anonymous tip of some weird things happening in Springfield. Springfield? Yeah, it's a little town in the middle of nowhere, America. Uh, some weird, like, time stuff happening. Miss, I'm afraid you're going to have to be a bit more specific. There are about seven Springfields in America. You know, just look into each of them. I'm sure you'll find it. I'll hang up. <laughs> Angus, what are you doing? Holding my head, wondering why. Why? That's what Sean's doing. What's Angus doing? Angus is going to watch uh, Marie uh, skulk down the roadway she had gone down, the sidewalk, whatever. Kind of give a shrug and head off towards uh, the Hendersons. Okay, so you find an old apartment building. The Hendersons are listed as being on one of the ground floor rooms. Gonna walk around the apartment building. Just kind of take a look at the outside, the perimeter. It's a freestanding apartment building. You're able to surmise there's probably about six to eight homes within. Is there anything I spy generally about where their apartment would be? Patio, balcony, so on and so on. It to be patio or the ground floor. On the ground floor. Children's toys outside, so on and so forth. Seems to be a bit run down, cracked concrete on the ground, not really any grass. The um, curtains for the ground floor apartment that you guess is probably theirs are all closed. After the phone call and hanging up, Marie would have 
gone back and followed Angus. Says so he's checking the perimeter like a perv. Uh, Marie, you approach from the front. Angus, why why are you like casing the place like this? Just go up to the front door. Use the buzzer. I first I want to know what we're dealing with. Can I see if there's anything on the outside? Well, there's one child listed. It's looking for a lot of toys. Perhaps there's two bicycles out back or something of that nature. But everything is closed up. That'll run down. That sounds really creepy. Don't don't do that. I'll come up with some other. At last, it goes in people's houses and goes through their personal effects. And then runs away with them. I yes, creepy walking around the building, am I? Hey, you said you were looking looking for stuff that indicated children were here. Okay? I don't do that. That That's on you. I guess rolls his eyes and sighs. What do you think? I think we should try and talk to him. Maybe we should move on to the Mita residence. Maybe we should just wait to go to the library with the uh, Deputy Gwinters. You know, maybe that might be best. Because, like, what if they remember us, like, later on, and then it makes things weird? I, I don't know what to do, as far as this concerned. But the past being the past, if this is what this is, I wouldn't want to change anything. Um, excuse me? Mm, fuck, what, what is it? <laughs> what is there? You turn around, there's a little boy standing behind you. He's got his school bag over his shoulders and he's looking up at you guys blocking the path to the apartment building. Why are you wearing a skirt? It's just how he expresses himself. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Oh, okay. That's cool. I mean, sometimes I wear a skirt. And you know, I bet you look great in them and I'm like pulling Angus out of the kid's way. That's not skirt. Kill. So, sorry. Uh, kill. It, it looks... Quite fashionable. Uh, bye. And he walks past you guys, opens the front door, looks over his shoulder at you, and you can see him head into the apartment that has the curtains pulled closed. Before he shuts the door, do we spy anything at then? Not at the right angle. It's all about the angle. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Marie would have waved. At him when he turned around. Uh, did we recognize the kid? Yeah, he's uh, probably maybe 10-year-old blonde boy. Looks familiar. I think that was Joel. I think we messed up already. We, we, should just, we should just go back to the tavern and just not talk to anyone until we can get to the library. Right? Is that how the time stuff works? Oh, this is all virgin territory to me. I have no idea. But a chance I think if we make any changes here, like I said... Could affect the future. I guess we're heading back to the tavern. You head back to the Springfield Tavern. When you go inside, there's still quite a few people in there, but not as many as there were in the morning. Um, the banner's still hanging up, although it looks like it's sort of peeling off. Uh, there's a bit of a belated, hey, as they see the newly married couple. Enter into the tavern. Marie puts on a much much better show this time, smiling, waving, before heading upstairs. Oh, hey, I'm gonna get off. Go upstairs. The man from behind the bar says, "All right, of course." Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Hi. As soon as we are out of the line of sight, Marie is just glaring daggers at Angus. What? 
What are they now? You don't have to um, encourage things like that. What the hell were you thinking telling Deputy Winters that I was pregnant? What if he remembers that from whenever we get back to real time? Oh, I don't think we have to worry about that with Deputy Winters, given his profession. I mean, I guess, whatever. Let's just, let's just, go, up, let's just go upstairs. You guys head upstairs, and there is a trail of rose petals leading from the door of the honeymoon suite all the way up to the four-poster bed. But of wine, a selection of chocolate, that kind of thing. Marie would probably have some wine. I mean, why not? Uh... It is a grape escape. Okay. Although many problems stem from it. <sighs> it is an age-old calamity. Well, so what are we going to do now? I am going to look for a marriage certificate or something because apparently we're married and apparently the tavern people know about it even though we just got here today as far as we know. We should ask them how long we've been here. Aye. Wouldn't that seem like an old question for us though? You know, you're right. That would be very strange. We could ask, you know, when we checked in versus when we need to check out because apparently we're just having such a great time up here that we've lost track of the days. Aye. Uh, yeah, I think you could ask that question and get away with it. Yeah, I think you could ask that question while I search the room. How do I get stuck with a line? You need the practice. Maybe wait a few minutes, just to make it seem like we had just come up here and talk, since he seemed to think other things were going to happen. Ugh. Sorry, I, I gagged a little bit. I roll. Marie is searching the room for documents. And things. Okay, what you find is all of your usual stuff. Your duffel bags, your great sword, uh, your fake ID. In fact, there is nothing here that would indicate that you two had married. Other than the fact you guys have wedding bands. And downstairs seem to think so. While Marie is tossing the room, uh, Angus is just going to ruffle his hair a little bit and then uh, head downstairs. Okay, uh, you come back down the stairs. Yay! Hi! And he walks up to the guy behind the bar. Hey! Uh, that was quick. Uh, is there anything you need? Like, is she into cream or something? I've got, I've got some cool whip if she is. Uh, baby cherries. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, no nothing like that. No. We, we suddenly had a thought. We didn't know when we had uh, paid up to for that room from, you know, when we checked in out. We paid in full. Oh, well, this was uh, all expenses paid. Uh, guys apparently won some competition or something. Let me just check here. Um, yes, you'll be out on uh, the day after New Year's Day. Anything else? Like, just so I can, you know, not part of my work, how many days... Are we here? It's it's all a blur, you know. We get married and everything. I can't even remember what the day was that we checked in. Oh well, I I didn't check you in, but um, when I got to work, I saw that you guys had checked in last night. This is just says all expenses paid, honeymoon for the McRae's. So um, four days, five nights. Oh, 
Okay, thank you. Gotta make sure they have it in the calendar and all. Sure, yeah, you gotta put it in the, in the diary. Oh, I, oh, well, thank you. Cheers. I appreciate you. And Angus kind of just turns on his heel and goes back upstairs. Hi, Marie. Oh, uh, yeah, what's up? Well, apparently we checked in last night and we got several days stay here. Apparently we won some competition. Have an all-expense-paid trip to this charming out-of-the-way town. Well, that's just... That's great, isn't it? I mean, at least we didn't pay for the room or anything. Oh, yeah, except we have some strange, mysterious benefactor who paid for our room, and somehow we're married. A strange, mysterious benefactor? I wonder Wonder if that uh, sounds familiar. Maybe a you know, co-worker of yours, employer, if I could go so far. Oh, of course. How could I have forgotten? Clearly, Mr. Ephraim developed a time machine that sent us all the way back here in time. And uh, we got married, because obviously that's the thing to do back in, you know, 1999. And uh, he paid for a room here for us that he doesn't know us yet in this time. Well, he knows me, but not the me, me, at this time. And we're just mysteriously here on holiday, eh? Like I said before, I'm new to this stuff. I don't know what he can do. I don't know what can happen. Well, if he can travel in time, that's news to me. Also, there's no, like, documentation saying we're married, so, like, we're not married, just to make that perfectly clear. Oh, like the girls for that. I mean, do we just wait until nightfall now? At this point, I don't think we have much choice. All right, let's move along then. It is nighttime. Closing time for most people. The library is dark. It appears locked and empty from the front. We return to the rear, to that back door. We shall knock. A few moments later, the door opens and you see Mavis from earlier. She looks you up and down and she says, Oh, come on in then. Andrew told me all about you. Andrew? Deputy Winters. Oh, I... So you follow her in, and Deputy Winters is standing there with a coffee cup in hand. Gives you both a nod. I thought you guys might want to speak with Mavis here. She's the expert on those monsters that go bump in the night. Because something tells me that you guys are in the same line of after-hours business, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, lumberjacks. It's getting rid of all the... The bad trees out there. I what? Uh Mavis, I didn't think you were in this um profession. Didn't seem like the kind of thing you'd be into. Oh well, you know, I'm the lure keeper, um the the expert, so to say. I'm I hit the books, whereas um Andrew over there hits the pavement and the monsters, I suppose. I I don't really. Well, I mean, I guess we all do our own part. Mm-hmm. Now, Angus, how would you describe our um, current situation? Angus appears very hesitant, kind of looks at Marie and kind of looks at the other two. Oh, well, I'll be quite blunt. We are not from 1999. I'm not sure what you mean, dear. We are actually from the 2021. We 
went to bed in what you call a Springfield Tavern last night and woke up in this time. So you're positing the idea that time travel exists? Interesting. Unless this is all some kind of strange dream that we're sharing, then uh, I... Oh, well, say something that proves that you're from the future then. Like, what are the winning lotto numbers? Did I look like I played the lottery? Uh, no. Mavis just rolls her eyes. You hear the sudden crack of wood as the door you entered through bursts open. In matches a radiant woman with flowing locks of long blonde hair. She's wearing a set of armour that almost seems to glow in the dim light. With one hand resting upon the razor-sharp whip at her hip, she demands, Which one of you is the vile demon I am here to vanquish? Hands up, who saw that coming? And what do you think of Springfield's original hunters? Let us know in our chat room, which you can find a link for on our website. Go to redgatorwolf.com. We share this past junkie discord with many other actual play podcasts, and we recommend you check them out too. Also, let us know what you thought of our six-month anniversary bonus episode, and who should Rosie award that boon or bane to? A huge thanks to everyone who has liked, rated, reviewed, and retweeted Red Gate and Wolf. This helps our little indie podcast grow and find more listeners. We end this episode with a trailer for Memester of the Week. They're a fellow Monster of the Week podcast, and you should totes check them out after the beep. That leaves me with just one more thing. Thanks for listening. Beep! This is Memester of the Week. We're a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. It goes like this. A reluctant cult member, his stoner roommate, a skeptic YouTuber, and her fake camera person walk into a diner. They then walk out of the diner and drive off to hunt the things that go bump in the night. Inspired by shows like Supernatural, The Adventure Zone, and The Crit Show, join four friends as they travel across the country solving supernatural problems and trying not to cause more problems than they solve. If you've ever wondered what it would be like if Scooby-Doo had guns and magic and monsters rather than real estate moguls, this might be for you. Welcome to Memester of the Week.